Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. And my guest today is Dusty Rainbow. Welcome to the show, Dusty. Oh, thank you, Deb. It's so good to be here. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, too. I do want to get one sad news bit out of the way. Sad and happy at the same time because such a long, well-lived life. It's Betty White. Betty White passed away. And she did so much for animals. At one point, people may not know this. They may think of her just as a star on Golden Girls or Mary Tyler Moore, but she had 26 dogs at one point. She helped at the zoo, which is the understatement of the year. She started an enormous program at the LA Zoo and funded so many rescues. She did shows on rescues like Backstage at the Zoo and then a show where she interviewed celebrities and their pets called The Pet Set. And she just was an animal advocate for years. And she would say that she was an advocate, not an activist. And for her, that meant that she was in favor of animal welfare and health, but not the politics, not the rights, which is an odd distinction to make, an interesting distinction. But I think it made her palatable to so many more people and able to get the message without resistance. And the work she did was tremendous. So I just wanted to see if, Dusty, if you had anything to share about Betty White. Oh, you know, I know several people that have met her and thought that she was the most wonderful woman. She did have a huge heart for animals. And, and I like to think that I'm in that, that same advocacy. I try to not get into the politics because I think that that turns people off. And I want to do what's right for the animals. And it's kind of a pattern of, of what she has done all these years. She didn't push people away by imposing on them. She invited them into the fold. And I so respect her and I will, I will miss her. And I will say that one of my favorite things, although she's done so many amazing things, her bit on Jay Leno, where they would put her behind a plexiglass sheet. And the trick was, can you make Betty White flinch? (laughs) (laughs) And they would throw things at her and she would stand there behind that clear plexiglass (laughs) and not move a muscle. It was hilarious. Well, she supposedly had a great sense of humor. So I get that. She had terrific comedic timing. I mean, just watching the Mary Tyler Moore show, you see it. She was just so funny. Um, But I I find this distinction troublesome. I mean, I appreciate it and I understand. And I'm I'm glad that there are people on both sides, that there are advocates and activists. But at some point when you're looking out for animal welfare or health, there is this line crossed, you know, where you know of an animal that needs to be apprehended, for example, or there's this line where it goes from just spreading the good word to actually doing something to stop cruelty. And you know, there's charities that do that. There's there's people on both sides, the people spreading the good word and people stopping the cruelty. And I'm I'm grateful for both. And I'm glad that Betty White made this distinction because it's, it's kind of important to acknowledge and recognize, I think. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes, she was she was one of a kind and she will be missed. But you know, she affected so many people and she taught people and uh, so she has affected the lives of animals in ways that we could never, probably will never know. 
So love you, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about cats because Dusty Rainbow, the cat wrangler herself. We have to talk about cats. So, okay. So I know I've talked to you about this before, but I find my cats are obsessed with gravity. Okay. Like they love to knock stuff off things, they, but they're taking it to a whole new level now. And I honestly want to argue the case that my cats use gravity like a tool. Like when a bird drops a shell that it can't open on a hard metal roof and then swoops down and picks up the nut like that. That's what they're doing in my kitchen. When they come across stuff, they can't open, they knock it off and then they jump down. They go, well, it's on the floor. We're allowed stuff on the floor. And then they... <laughs> And then they hope that it's open and then they go for it. And it's like, that's tool use. I got, it has to be, isn't it? Oh, it's definitely tool <laughs> use. I have seen the same thing. It's like, whoa, you know, let's see how that works. Oh yeah, that works really good. Look at the jar. It's all over the floor and yes. now I can help myself. Yes, and it broke open. Hallelujah. I couldn't get that lid off, but now I broke it open. Yeah, that's tool use. It's got to be. It's got to be. It is. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is, I used to have a black cat and a Doberman and a Dachshund. This is back in the days when I had three pets, period. Uh, hard to remember those days. But the cat, Houston, would actually jump up on the counter when I wasn't looking, eat his fill of whatever it was. And then after I, I learned what he was doing, I would sit back and hide and watch. And when he got his fill, he would actually... Toss it. Push whatever it was off onto the floor yep. so the dogs could share. It was amazing. I've seen that same thing. And it, it was with mice. My cats used to play with these half dead and then dead mice that they would ca <laughs> capture, right? And they would play with them on the roof. And the dogs would sit below like they were at Wimbledon, like eyes transfixed to this match of cat hitting mouse, cat hitting mouse, back and forth, back and forth, back, 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 back. And then eventually, the mouse, because the cats were already full of eating mice, would fall off the roof and whatever dog would get to eat it, right? And so I would try and interfere with this because I don't want my dogs eating mice. The whole thing is just nasty. But no matter how hard I tried to interfere, the cats were determined to feed the dog. And in one case, I actually saw several times this cat walk over to the dog bowl and throw the mouse in it. Like, here you go, big guy. Here you go. At the time, I had a really large Rottweiler hound dog. And I had noticed, and I couldn't figure out why, I had noticed he was so nice to all my cats except one. And in the end, I figured out it's because that was the only one that didn't hunt. It never fed him. It never paid the tax. It ne <laughs> <laughs> never paid the protection money. Huh? That's it. It was protection money. And they, on a cold day, they would like, he had this skin, you know, this Rottweiler fur that isn't much. And they would all nuzzle in and you could see them like with their claws kneading, kneading. And he would be like wincing, wincing, but he would just let them all. And then he'd be in this puddle of cat, you know, on top of him by the fire, except the one. The one would get like harassed and chased a little bit and growled at. And oh, man, you got to pay the tax. You got to. You got to pay your taxes, everybody, or the, the Rottweiler comes after you. OK, so we're going to go for a break, Dusty, and we'll be back with Dusty Rainbow talking about cats. Stay tuned. With me, Deb Wolf, on Animal Party, Pet Life Radio. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. 
The cat tree tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. And I want to talk about something that's a little tricky. I used to think that my home was the best home for any animal, any cat, any dog. And if someone somehow, if I ended up, you know, having a cat dumped on me or a dog dumped on me and rescuing it, I would try my best to foster and rehome it. But if I couldn't, I would keep it because my home is the best home. Well, now I've learned through this cat called Grumble that that's not always the case. And I kind of want to put it out there to people that if you have a pet in a multi-pet house and you've tried everything, everything, everything for years and it's just not working and that cat or dog has an opportunity to live somewhere without the bully, without the problem, whatever the problem is, it might be a good idea to consider rehoming. What do you think about that, Dusty? I sadly agree with you. You know, there are just some situations that are less than ideal. Uh, you know, you may have a, a cat that the the kitty doesn't get along with. Maybe he's peeing yeah. all over the house and you can't because figure out that. why he's healthy. It could be that when you're not looking, the kids are tormenting him. There could be a, a million things that they can't tell us. And sometimes, you know, I, I have... Um, I've been notified by people, cats peeing all over the house, can't do it, you know, just they're going to put it to sleep. I'll take them, put them in the cages at uh, Petco. They get adopted by a different family and they are fine. They are yeah, just fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One kitty named Tessa, I know uh, somebody brought her into Petco and said, uh, and, and, you know, we were new at Petco. So the people were all excited and said, oh, yes, our rescue group will be happy to take her. Supposedly, they found her in the, the street. And uh, I don't know if that was or dumped in, in the country. And I don't know if that was the case or if it was their cat and yeah. they were just lying and brought it in. But as it turns out, Tessa was really aggressive with other cats. And when I say she doesn't like other cats, you know, I mean, okay, (laughs) some cats are just like, I really don't like being around other cats. Tessa very possibly could have killed another cat. She was so aggressive. And I thought, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And eventually... I talked to a lady, she had a husky and it's like, well, I don't know if it's going to work, but, and she was looking for a cat that would get along with her husky. Well, this cat loved the husky. I went there, I, wow. we had her on Prozac just because she was so difficult. And uh, a couple of weeks after the adoption, I went there to the house and here was Tessa who had scratched volunteers who attacked cats who Mm -hmm. if a a volunteer touched another cat before they worked on her or she would just 
bite the crud out of them. And yet this cat is sitting next to an 80-pound husky, (laughs) and the dog keeps nosing it, nosing her, and, and she's like, stop it. And he'd nose her, and she'd go, stop it. And finally, she'd swat him on the nose, claws in. Wow. I mean, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. She was fine with the big obnoxious dog, but she couldn't be around cats. So this is the perfect example. You know, the houses with the cats, it was simply not tolerable. Yet there was the perfect home for this kitty. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you said that. So if you do have a home, I mean, you don't want to dump your cat or dog in a Mm -mm. shelter where there isn't a home. You have to find the right home. But sometimes there's someone in your life that adores the cat or there's someone like in my case, I went to put a notice up at the vet about this cat because she's she's uh, she's obese and she will eat all the food. She will eat the dog's food, the cat's food, everything. And the cats hate her. And normally cats don't care about food, but it's to such an extreme. They really don't like her. And one of them in particular. And so I had plus trying to control her diet meant controlling everyone's. And the whole thing was getting chaotic Mm -hmm. and she kept gaining weight. Whenever I would not be vigilant, she would gain the weight back. So I was putting this notice up at the vet, you know, fat cat needs home that will restrict diet, you know, good with kids, good with cats, good with dogs, good with dogs lovely cat just so the vet saw me putting it up and she said do you think that she would be a good clinic cat i don't know sure (laughs) enough she's a fantastic clinic cat she loves everybody she's a bit of a marshmallow i can trust them not to overfeed her it is the vet you know and and so like everything's good 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 and it turns out they had a cat who looked just like her for nine years as their clinic cat and that cat passed away so now people think that that cat's still there and she just gained weight. (laughs) (laughs) They're both sort of a tortoiseshell calico. But, you know, I see her all the time. Like I can visit her whenever I want. And she's very happy there on the keyboard, visiting, schmoozing, walking around the clinic. It would have never occurred to me. And yet it seems perfect. So you never, you know, (laughs) don't rule them out. Okay, we're going to go to another break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about, because you mentioned it, it makes me think about it. You said about touching the cat and then this one would attack. And I want to talk about cat face, cat faces and peace. And you probably already know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Dusty, but everybody out there is going, huh? Well, stay tuned to find out on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. And cat faces. Okay, so where their whispers are, on the sides of their cheeks and that part of their body, has a lot of happy, happy hormones going on. And it spreads. It's a smelly sort of a thing. So when you're stroking your cat, 
and you tickle or touch or rub that area, you pick it up on your fingers. So if you have two cats that maybe don't get along so well, you can touch the one when it's purring, and brrr, you know, and rub, rub, rub on its face and then rub the other one and go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You can use a cloth if you like, but what you're going to do is make them friends. I've had it happen here so many times. It's so effective. So I don't know if you find that, Dusty. Do you find that? I do. I recommend it very highly because any multi-cat household has a scent, a corporate scent. It's a mingled scent of all the cats. And if you have one or two cats that obviously don't get along, then the thing about this synthetic pheromone that they secrete from their faces, it's a friendly pheromone. It is comforting and it's like a in the old hippie days, peace and love, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's telling everybody vibes. I'm your friend, I'm safe. So when you exchange these scents, a lot of times they can't tell the difference between their scent and the other cat's scent. And then you start mingling them. And then it's like, then they get confused because it's like, well, I smell like him. Oh, well, we just smell the same. So eventually, if you take other steps as well, you know, uh, getting them accustomed to each other, maybe separating them for a while and then reintroducing them, it's amazing what that does. Yeah, I agree totally. And it's it's the happy scent you want to be spreading. If you've got a cat who's like upset and angry or scared, you don't want to be spreading that around. That'll make everything worse. You definitely need to do it with the happy cats. In this case, it's one cat that's a little bit aloof and didn't seem to have any friends, a little bit bossy, a little bit short-tempered, and another cat who's super friendly with everyone. So I decided, you know what? You two are going to be friends. This is going to be your first friend, old lady. <laughs> You're going to like this hyper one who plays with everyone. And sure enough, now the older one will actually initiate play with, uh, with, yeah, with the younger one. The younger one's always playing with somebody. She's a bit of a wild child and she talks a lot. She's a black cat and uh, she's, <laughs> she's got this romance going. She's spayed and he's <laughs> neutered, but there's this tabby cat that came just after she did. And the two of them, oh my goodness, the ear licking, the, the, the grooming, it's excessive, Dusty, but <laughs> lovely, you know? I wanted to say one thing because we are running out of time. I was researching a show um, on what to buy. You're for pets, you know, good things, bad things. And I came across this gift that I would suggest you should never get if you have dogs and cats in the same house or if you're worried that your dog might hunt cats. I saw this toy that they created and I thought, now how diabolical is that for the cats out there in the world? It's by Outward Hound. And I know they had the best of intentions because their puzzles are terrific. Just great mind stuff. But this, this thing is called Hide a Squirrel Plush Toy. And what it is, is basically it looks an awful lot like a medium-sized cat scratch with openings in it, like the kind your cat hides in. And you hide these stuffy, squeaky squirrels in all the holes. And your dog gets to go in there and find them and then rip them apart. Okay, do not get this <laughs> if you're trying for the Garden <laughs> of Eden vibe in your home. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure people knew that that was probably not a good idea. So funny. And I came across a lot of fishing rod toys for cats, which I think are terrific. Fishing rod toys. What do you think about those, Dusty? 
Oh, I love them. And you know, you don't have to buy the really expensive ones from the pet supply companies. Mm -hmm. You can go to Walmart and get the, uh, there. it's like a training casting pole for kids and you can get them for under $10. And you know, the cats just love it. So you don't have a hook on it, obviously. Instead, you put, you put a cat toy on the end. That's what you do. And then your hand and your arm are nowhere near the cat toy because I'm going to quote you now. Cats do not want <laughs> a playmate, Dusty says. They want a prey mate. So you don't want to be the prey with your arm. You don't. That's exactly right. <laughs> and the, but the the beauty of that, you know, it, uh, as we get older, we don't really have the energy to exercise our cats, or maybe maybe we have some a disability or or whatever that makes it difficult for us to get out there and play. The beauty of this this uh, little casting pole is that you can just sit in one place and wear them out. So if you have a cat that's a little bit hyper or really hyper, if this is a toy they really enjoy, it is minimal on your part. <laughs> and you can, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes, they've got their tongues hanging out and they have no excess energy to get into any trouble. It's like the chuck it for dogs. You put the chuck it and you have your coffee and you toss it and the dog disappears for a little while and comes back with the ball and you do it again much better than chasing him around the park. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, it's funny because we had Turkish vans and, and, oh my goodness, their energy never ends. I mean, it's like, will they ever stop? They can fetch for 45 minutes and my arm is broken. Wow. <laughs> it's just tired. It's not working. And it's like, can you throw it again? No. And uh, this, this <laughs> makes them run farther and farther and farther. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they do, they wear out. And that's what you want, whether it's a dog or a cat. Yeah. A tired pet is a well-behaved pet. When they're hyper and anxious and all they want to do is run, it's not good. They're not going to behave. They need something more. So if you've got destruction, you probably need to give your cat more to do. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, I always say a tired cat is a good cat, but it's absolutely true. I mean, just like if you have a, a four-year-old kid with tons of energy, you're not going to put him in the living room in front of the TV. You want him to go outside and run all that, that energy off so that he wants to sleep <laughs> so that you can get some sleep. And the pets are the same way. You keep them active. You uh, make them run. They, they use up the energy. It releases serotonins. The health benefits of something like that are just innumerable. Well, and you're, you're kind of forgetting to mention how entertaining it is right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> you're just sitting there like, you know, I mean, if you've got someone who loves to fish, they would probably enjoy this task. You're just sitting there on the couch pretending to fish and your cat goes flying like the ninja warrior out of the blue to catch this funny spider or fly or whatever it is, sort of like a lure on the end. And I mean, then you start over again. It's really quite entertaining. Well, you know, uh, it's been my experience. You don't even need to go buy lures or, or whatever. The little practice ones have these rubber things at the <laughs> end and they just, they will pick them up and carry them to you. But oh, as nice. you said earlier, make sure that uh, whatever you use does not have a hook. Yes. Yes. And that they can't swallow it or break it apart. I mean, you're sort of safer to use proper cat toys on the end, but you won't, you can have like more than one and switch them up. Keep your cat interested. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. So, Dusty, we've quickly run out of time. I kind of knew we would. 
It always happens. Oh. So now we're into the new year. I guess in a little while, I'll ask you to come back. We can finish talking. Well, I would love that. I would love that so much. I always enjoy being with you and your audience. Oh, it's great having you. So everybody out there, happy fishing from me and Dusty. <laughs> and happy new year. And be good to your animals from Animal Party, Pet Life Radio, Dusty Rainbow, and me, Deb Wolf. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.